I just had to tell you When I was lost, I found you as a refuge So let me in, cause I just want to be close to you Today is the day So live it up, up, up and away Fly high over all that you have made And I will praise your name Pihitluli Shari Tzedek Open for me, honestly Pull the gates wide, let them swing right open And I will run through Pihitluli This me is brand new, and I can do whatever I want to. I said whatever I set my mind to. Nobody expected that the stone that the builders rejected has become the most important piece. So you will hear from me. Words aren't too hard. Try this part. Open for me, honestly, pull the gates wide, let them swing right open, and I will run through peacefully. That wasn't too bad. That's your one chance to clap because this is not a concert. This is a service, and our hope really is that you all will sing along, and you don't have to worry about the person next to you. If they don't like the way you're singing, they can move. <laughs> Except for you. You have to stay where you are. Okay. Pitruli Sha'are Tzedek, open for me the gates of righteousness, that I may enter them and praise you. If I did the math right, 1986 was the year that Rabbi Bernholtz began what would be a magical 32 years as senior rabbi of this congregation, opening the gates to a meaningful Jewish life for so many. That was the same year that I, as a five-year-old, 
fell in love with the guitar. Specifically, it was the guitar that Steve Brodsky played on the bema of Temple Emmanuel in Denver, Colorado, where I always had to sit in the front row, and those gates were opened for me to find my connection to Jewish life from such an early age. I'm so glad that my dad is here tonight, but it was my mom, Zichrona Livracha, who passed away two years ago, that I have to thank for convincing my dad that a guitar for an eight-year-old who was still obsessed with the synagogue three years later wasn't a complete waste of money. It was that guitar that would drive my passion for my Judaism over the next 10 years. As I committed myself to learning Jewish music, the songs I was learning were very different than the God is in his holy temple that my parents had grown up hearing from that same bima. But as they saw me falling in love with the music, they fell in love with it as well, especially since it was all I wanted to listen to in the car. And no, they were not too surprised when I ultimately decided I wanted to be a rabbi. I started teaching music in the religious school when I was in seventh grade, was a song leader in youth group, later song leading at Jewish summer camps at Hillel and at my student pulpits during rabbinical school. I loved learning all of the new melodies that were being written, even as I now held on to those old tunes that I had fallen in love with, what was already 20 years earlier. The song we just sang was not one of those tunes. And I never would have known it existed if it weren't for our high school students, two of whom, who also played in our teen band last week, are sitting behind me. Jacob Fishman is a sophomore who's now working with Cantor, teaching our kids on Sunday morning, leading music for our youth group and at Camp Coleman. He also just won the Nifty Songwriting Competition for a song that he wrote. That's the, set, the only other time you can clap. The song we just sang was written by Jacob Spike Krause, a 27-year-old song leader who, along with others like him, is introducing a new generation of youth to find their own love of Judaism and Jewish music. Jesslyn Rosen, our violinist, who uh, is in our ninth grade confirmation class and is going to Kutz Camp, where Jacob Spike Krause was a song leader with Jacob this summer, right? Yes. If you were here for our Hanukkah service, she was the lead screenwriter and really should have won an Oscar the other night. <laughs> Both of these teens are extremely talented and committed to this community, and we are lucky to have them. A new generation has brought new music into the synagogue. But when I go into the cast room on a Wednesday evening, where as many as 30 of our high school students are gathered for no other reason other than just to gather, I see our teens coming to Shari Tzedek for the same reason that I heard when this summer I asked so many of you at our meet and greets what it is that you hope never changes about Shari Tzedek. Members who have been here for 100 years or 99 years and just about 51 weeks and members who have just joined this year all answered that it was the sense of community that's found in these walls and that extends beyond these walls that brought you here and has kept you here. The music may change, the prayer book may change or end up on a screen, 
but everyone from our Amy Gale Buckman Preschool through our Flom Religious School, our youth groups, our 20s, 30s, our brotherhood, sisterhood, our new, new frontiers, and our senior lunches, every member of this community is here because of the light that this holy community brings to their lives. Whatever song we may be singing, it's holy because we're singing it together. So as we join together in celebration this Shabbat, we offer thanks to God for this community that we have been able to enter these gates together. How good it is, how awesome it is for all of us to be here in this place at this time as a community together. Yan and I and the night, Let's light up the world, oh brothers and sisters, together with peace and love. Bring light to the world, oh sisters and brothers, and sing he name Try it with us now. Yananai yananai nemato. Yananai yananai manai. Yananai yananai shabbatafim. Shabbatafim kam yachad. Let's light up the world, oh brothers and sisters. Together with peace and love, bring light to the world, oh sisters and brothers, and sing He Nemato.
When I keep Shabbat, when I make Shabbat a part of my life, God in turn keeps me. There's a lot going on tonight. And I'm not talking about the band and the screens or all of the installation festivities. Each of us comes into this sanctuary with so much going on in our lives as we enter this holy space. But whatever is going on in our outside world, whatever may feel like it's taking the air away from us, Shabbat is our chance to take a breath. A conscious pause that allows us to refocus our energy on what's truly important. It doesn't mean that that craziness goes away or that it won't come crashing back, but Shabbat can be our chance to take a step back, to see the bigger picture, to breathe. As we enter this sanctuary, this holy place, we also enter Shabbat, what Heschel called a sanctuary in time, reminding us that even in a world that is consumed with things, we should be concerned with experiences, for holiness exists in time. So now, as we think about what it means to enter into a holy time, we'll breathe together, we'll hum together, we'll sing together. And as we move into Shabbat, we'll do our best to allow Shabbat into each of us. Oh, 
Shabbat Shalom. Welcome. It is truly humbling and such an honor to have so many of you who've joined us this evening. For my friends who are visiting, they're here every week. Um, always, always. Um, just a quick note, it is wonderful to see uh, some small children who are here. Ours are getting close. They'll be here soon, I promise. Um, but they are getting ready for bed. But for those who are here, we love that you're here. And little kids who make little kid noises is fine. If they dance a little bit, that's fine. If you do find that you need a little break at any point, please know. Can the service be heard? We're loud enough that I think the service can be heard from the Schimberg Grand Foyer. Um, and then as we welcome all of our different generations, we know that there are many for whom it's difficult to physically stand. So whenever we ask the congregation to rise, if it is hard for you to stand up, please, please feel free to remain seated as you rise in your hearts. I'm joined on the bima this evening, of course, by Rabbi Farb and Rabbi Bernholtz, our temple president, Richard Egnatz, the members of our band. We're calling it the Shabbat Achshav Band. Achshav means now, or it could be contemporary or modern. Now is always changing, um, but we are hoping that this is a band that will be leading services periodically moving forward, and we're always open to growing as well. I don't know that we'll all be up here at once, but if there are other people who are interested in playing, please let Cantor or me know. Robert Jarash is a new member of our congregation who has been helping Cantor and me with the direction of this group, and we are so lucky to have him. David Hochberg is on guitar. I already introduced Jesselyn and Jacob, Jeffrey Berger on drums, Carlo Franzblau on bass, our singers, Tana, Tanya Quillen and Allison Singer, and Cantor Canizaro. I am so lucky to be working with someone who's open to new ideas, who's willing to let me play guitar once in a while, and who's kind of fun to sing with. So Cantor, thank you so much for your help in making this happen as well. Hopefully you read your shofar, because I'm not going to give a full introduction of my three friends who've joined us this Shabbat. You'll be hearing from them during the service. Rabbi Josh Layden, who um, got smicha rabbinic ordination from the Hartman Institute in Israel and has been one of my best friends since high school. We have driven more miles together than, than I could ever count. Um, Rabbi Micah Streifer and Rabbi Evan Yakar were both classmates of mine in Israel. Um, Micah and I started the Minor Prophets together. He had to leave the band once he had kids and we replaced him with another Micah, but he's still always the original Micah. Um, and Rabbi Yakar is a dear friend, a Chevruta partner, someone who I study with weekly and uh, someone who... Uh, with, with all three of them are, are just wonderful, wonderful parts of my life. Their friendships were a major part of preparing me to be the rabbi who came here 11 years ago, and they're the ones who, through their continued love, interest, and wisdom, have helped me to continue to become the rabbi who stands before you today. Each of their approaches to Jewish life are a part of my approach to Jewish life. 
as so much of the way in which I look at my Judaism has come from experiences, collaboration, and conversation with each of them. Tomorrow, in honor of this moment, I've asked each of them to lead a part of our fourth Shabbat for the body, mind, and soul. Even if you didn't RSVP, it's fine. The times are on the back of your handout. I hope that you will all join us. But tonight, I've asked them to share a few words with us during the service about our joint Jewish journeys, giving you all a different kind of insight into how I arrived at this moment. And the two, uh, the two people who, who really have made the biggest impact in allowing me to be here are my dad and my wife, Jason, who I'm going to ask to join me now as we'll lead the blessing over our Shabbat candles and Kiddush wine. As the, I've learned one thing from being married, which is if she doesn't want to do it, I, I don't want to get in trouble later. So. You just don't want the microphone. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll read it together. As these Shabbat candles give light to all who behold them, so may we by our lives give light to all who behold us. As their brightness reminds us of the generations of Israel who have kindled light, so may we in our own day be among those who kindle light. Baruch Ata Adonai, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Asher Kidshanu B'mitzvotav V'tzivanu, Lahadlik Ner Shel Shabbat. Praise to you, Adonai, our God, sovereign of the universe, who finding favor with us, sanctified us with mitzvot. In love and favor, you made the holy Shabbat our heritage as a reminder of the work of creation. As first among our sacred days, it recalls the exodus from Egypt. You chose us and set us apart from the peoples. In love and favor, you have given us your holy Shabbat as an inheritance. Praise to you, Adonai who sanctify Shabbat. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech olam borei peri hagofen. Praise to you, Adonai, our God, sovereign of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine.
We read together. There is one who sings the song of his own life, finding everything within himself. There's one who leaves the circle of herself and sings the song of her people. There is one whose voice rings with the song of humanity, hoping for the highest perfection. And there is one who rises even higher, uniting with all creatures, with all worlds, filling the universe with song. Nivarech, let us bless. You may be seated as we invite Rabbi Layden to share a few words. In the uh, rabbinic imagination, 
chavruta, from the word chaver, friend, the process of paired learning where two people wrestle with ideas together is said to have divine qualities. The process of arguing back and forth, challenging one another, challenging assumptions, thinking outside the box, pushing one another to be more and more articulate, clearer, tighter. The full phrase is to be chavruta l'shem shemayim, to be in fellowship for the sake of heaven. There's a notion that chavrutot, the two of the pair, are like swords who sharpen one another. And through it, we, in multivocalness, in these shared arguments, we come to a greater understanding of Torah and its meaning. For Ron and Vicky, may her memory be blessed. And for my parents, they would be very, my parents who are not here, but would be very shocked if they, if they to be able to see the two of us on this bima together. <laughs> uh, when we started our chavruta at age 17, on the, we were in Israel, was really when our chavruta took form, took shape. And it continued for eight summers. Every summer we spent together at working at different camps. We would drive from Denver to camp in LA. That is a good way to have a lot of arguments for the sake of heaven. Now, in the paradigmatic chevruta in the Talmud, in, in, in our great collection of rabbinic lore, there's a chevruta of Reish Lakish and Rabbi Yochanan. And Rabbi Yochanan is a is dynastic rabbi. He comes from a long tradition of learners. And Reish Lakish was a brigand, a, a bandit, who, who, who Rabbi Yochanan convinces to come into Torah. Torah is seen to be something that refines people. And I think in, in Rabbi Simon's, in my case, we were both on the Reish Lakish side. We were both on the, on the brigand side. We, we needed refinement, that is to say. <laughs> Which is to say, my chavruta with Rabbi Simon has been going on for a long time. And it's, it's, we don't agree on a lot of things. Our paths have diverged dramatically. I'm an Orthodox rabbi. I don't have a pulpit. I work in, a, in academia and in education. <coughs> rabbi Simon, it's, it's, a, it's sort of a funny thing to come from the outside and say, you should really feel blessed, but you should really feel blessed. He's really um, of, of of rare quality. And this is to say that we disagree about a lot of things. There are things that I think are forbidden that he thinks are permitted. And there are things that he thinks that are forbidden that I think are permitted. What keeps us together is this commitment to Chavrut Shem Shemayim in recognizing that each other in that conflict are doing something for heaven, for the greater good, for the greater good of Judaism, for the greater good of the Jewish people, and for the greater good of the world. 
And what I'll say, there's a quality to Rabbi Simon's partnership. No matter where we fall on different positions, he comes to everything with integrity. He makes me think about things in different ways. My eyes are opened through our conversation. And we may not agree, but there's a stronger sense of Torah being enlarged. Now here's the thing about Hebruta. It's that even though it is a deep part of the tradition, the other part of the tradition is prayer. Hevruta's multivocal back, back and forth, different voices. And prayer is of stark contrast. We join together in one voice, going in one direction. So whereas Hevruta testifies to the magnificence of the divine through lots of voices, a cacophony, if you will. Prayer, for example, when we say the Shema, our central creed, we turn our voices in one direction and we bear witness together to God's eternal possibility. Let us rise. Shema Everyone other than our magnificent Kolenu choir may be seated. to the 
voice of God. Be a sculptor for the holy. Be a doorway for love. Love, only love, with all your heart. Love, only love, with all your soul. Listen to the wisdom inside and around you. You will remember. You will remember. You will remember. Now we'll hear from Rabbi Micah Streifer. Shabbat shalom. In a moment, we're going to sing the Micha Mocha together. This is a song that comes straight out of the Torah from a moment in which our people first stood on the shore of the Red Sea and realized that they were free. Words of joy, words of gratitude, words of blessing and thankfulness that still resonate today just as well as they did millennia ago. The Micha Mocha prayer is proof that one of the things Jews have been doing for the longest is writing and singing songs. In fact, these words aren't just taken from the Torah, they're taken, they are probably the oldest words in the Torah, written hundreds of years before anybody thought to write the rest of this stuff down. Passed down orally from one generation to the next. Michamocha was already generations old when King David walked the streets of Jerusalem. It was already ancient when the very first rabbi stood up to teach. When we sing Micha Mocha, we are peering backwards to the very dawn of Judaism, the very beginnings of our people and our way of life. And what do we find when we look there? What are the Jews doing in that ancient and foundational moment standing on the shore of the sea? They are singing. Micha Mocha Ba'ilim Adonai, who is like you, O God, who creates freedom and wonder, who the one to whom we sing a new song in every generation, the one who teaches us to sing out in joy and gratitude. Judaism has always been about expressing ourselves through song. Music is one of the ways that we breathe new life into old words, that we find our own meaning in ancient ideas. And in my experience, nobody does that better than Rabbi Joel Simon. In the 17 years that I've known Rabbi Simon, he has always been great at finding the ways that Judaism can sing. And I mean that both literally and metaphorically. Like Moses and Miriam in this prayer, Rabbi Simon writes songs and sings songs that express the joy and beauty of Judaism. And like the rabbis of old and like the best teachers of the generations of our people, he finds ways to make, meaning, to make Judaism meaningful here and now. You already know this but you've got yourselves a rock star of a rabbi. <laughs> and here again, here again, I mean this both metaphorically and literally. On the one hand, Rabbi Simon is a rock star rabbi in the sense that he's really good at what he does. He is one of the best, and 
I would concur. I think you should be um, proud and hopefully grateful to have him. On the other star, on the other hand, Rabbi Simon is well, a rock star rabbi, and I know this because I was in a rock band with him. The Minor Prophets, who rocked the Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Jewish music scene <laughs> between 2003 and 2007. And we even had a Canadian reunion tour last year in Toronto. <laughs> now, Rabbi Simon was in many ways the driving force behind the initiative. I think the name was my idea. I can't remember. But he, thank you, I appreciate that. But he was in many ways the driving force behind the initiative. He organized the band members, he booked the gigs, he wrote all but one of the songs. And while our Jewish music career didn't quite take off the way that I think Joel hoped it would, <laughs> that has become emblematic of the way that he would approach Judaism and the rabbinate for the rest of his career in several different ways. Here are the things that I learned then that I know about your rabbi, which have proven over the years to be absolutely true. Number one, Rabbi Joel Simon is an extraordinary teacher. He has what can only be described as an astonishing ability to distill Jewish concepts, to make them meaningful and accessible to all. He does it through his music, he does it in the classroom, and from the bima, and in every other aspect of the rabbinate. Number two, Rabbi Joel Simon is a creative force. He is always looking for new ways to say old things, for innovative ways to express ancient traditions. The, the bagel service, the Shabbat morning beach walk, Shabbat for the mind, body, and soul, the Jewish rock and roll band. Not only is he not afraid to think outside the box, I'm not even convinced he knows where the box is. <laughs> Number three, Rabbi Joel Simon is a compassionate presence. He cares about people. He's been there for me, as I'm sure he has for many of you, during difficult moments of life. He was one of the very first people to hold my oldest son, who's now 15 and about twice as tall as the two of us put together. He builds community. He builds family wherever he goes. And finally, and perhaps above all, Rabbi Joel Simon is a compassionate and visionary leader. He brings with him a vision of inclusiveness, of learning, of a Jewish tradition that belongs to everyone. And he leads people along that path, meeting them where they are and showing them all the goodness and beauty that Judaism has to offer. May we sing out in gratitude to God, and may this community, blessed to be led by a capable and creative rabbi, May this community sing out as you celebrate the next stage of your journey. Amen. Amen. We'll continue with the words of Micha Mocha. Nor at the hill, 
means something different to each of us, right? We all see life through our own eyes and our own life experiences. This moment that we just commemorated with the words of Micha Mocha that Rabbi Streifer taught us about is this great moment of our ancestors finding a way of expression in song certainly was an adventure. Just imagine the Israelites running away from Egypt 
this enemy, Pharaoh and Pharaoh's army, breathing down our necks behind us and in front of us, the sea, not knowing which way to go. That's one kind of adventure. Getting to the other side, looking back and realizing we've made it some form of redemption, celebration, certainly an adventure. For some, that moment of thrill, of excitement, of, oh my gosh, what's next? That's an adventure. For some who were truly fearful, more anxiety than they could have imagined in their whole life, that's another kind of adventure. But adventure means something different to each of us. For some of us, it's the body, adventures of recreation. For others, it's the mind, the way we explore with reading, with study, with learning, and for others it's our soul, and sometimes we try different kinds of adventure. About seven years ago, Rabbi Simon came to visit me and my wife Rachel in Lake Tahoe, where we live, and we had just moved there not too long before that. It was a real joy to spend time with Joel, not at a conference, not at a meeting, not in rabbinical school, just hanging out. And as we sat there one morning deciding what we were going to do that day, my friend, my chevruta partner, my study partner, your rabbi, revealed to me as a Denver, Colorado native that he had never summited a mountain. It was kind of a shock to me as somebody who's part of the Adventure Rabbi organization and climbs mountains on a regular basis, that somebody from Colorado, I was from the Midwest, and him from Colorado had never been on the top of a mountain. So we opened up the map and we picked one, a famous one, Mount Talak in Lake Tahoe. Talak in the Washoe language, the native tribe that settled the area, means big mountain. It's the prominent peak overlooking the southwest corner of the lake, for those of you who have been there. The lake is at 6,200 feet of elevation. The summit of Mount Talak is about 9,800 feet. I think my math is correct in about 3,600 feet of climbing. So we set out grabbed a little bit of water, probably not enough food, one backpack, and uh, my dog Sasha, and we went to hike Mount Talak, called my wife Rachel. Today we're going to go up Talak. She said, isn't it a little late to be starting that? It's about 11 o'clock in the morning already at this time, but we did it anyway, and we made it to the top to look out at the lake just as the e afternoon was becoming the evening, realizing we better hurry to get down before dark, <laughs> making a phone call to Rachel that we weren't going to make it to dinner, but we made it to the car. We did it. And that was one kind of adventure. <laughs> and why do I share this story? I share this story because your rabbi, Rabbi Simon, is full of beautiful and compelling surprises. He is open to all kinds of adventures, big and small, those of the body, of the mind, and of the soul. I share this story because Rabbi Simon inspires. Some of you have known him for a number of years, and you know this already. He inspires us to engage in meaningful ways in Judaism, in Jewish life, and Jewish identity, and to engage in life at large, life as a whole. But Joel, my friend Joel, your rabbi, Rabbi Simon, he is also inspirable. You have an amazing partner to inspire with your ideas, to continue to make and discover meaning in your lives as individuals, and as a community. As rabbis, we are blessed to engage with our communities, those we study and learn with in whatever setting we find ourselves in true breed, in covenantal relationship 
We organize, we lead, we teach, we learn, we bless the lives of others. And in turn, we are blessed. We are brought together. We get to learn along the way. At this point in our liturgy, our prayers in our Jewish tradition, we find the prayer of Hashkivenu. And in this prayer, we are invited by our ancestors who wrote these beautiful messages, these ideas of how to offer praise and gratitude, that this is the space in which we invite the divine, the presence, God, the mystery of creation, whatever it is we believe, to spread over us a sukkat shalom, a shelter of peace. Your rabbi, he is a shelter of peace. He is someone in which you can find amazing wisdom, guidance, partnership, love, and he is also someone that you can love, that you can care for, and that you can teach. And that is Brit. That is covenantal relationship. And the life that you get to share with Rabbi Simon will continue to be, I promise, an adventure. It might be ones of the body, perhaps climbing a mountain from time to time, <laughs> certainly of the mind and of the soul. It is my prayer, my hope, my dream for Congregation Sharei Tzedek as you move into this new chapter and celebrate the amazing places you've been. And as you look ahead, that you find that sukkat shalom, that shelter of peace together, a place in which you welcome Rabbi Simon and Jason and Eva and Judd, and that you also reach out and continue to embrace them each and every time you get to be together with this rabbinic family but also a place in which you're open to the adventures that are yet to come. Shabbat Shalom. We rise now as we continue with the Amidah. Adonai sefatai tiftach Ufi yagid tehilatecha Adonai, open up my lips That my mouth may declare your praise Yalalai lai lai Yalalai lai lai Yalalai lai lai Yalalai lai lai Yalalai lai lai, yalalai lai lai, yalalai lai lai, yalalai lai lai, yalalai lai 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 Elohe Avraham, Elohe Yitzchak, Velohe Yaakov, Elohe Sarah, Elohe Rivka, Elohe Rachel, Velohe Leah, Ha'el Hagadol, Hagibor, Vahanorah, El Elyon, Gomel Chasadim Tovim, Vikone Hakol, Vizocher Haste Avot Vimahot, Ume Vige Ulalib Nevenehem, Leman Shemo Beahava, Melech Ozer Moshia Umagain, Baruchata Adonai, 
Magain Abraham, Bezrat Sarah, Atagi Bole Olam Maronai, Mechayeha Kol Atarab Lehoshia, Mashib Harubah, Humorid Hagashem, Mechakel Chayim Bechesed, Mechayeha Koberachamim Rabim, So Mechno Plim Berofecholim, Umatir Asurim, Umkayem Emunato, Lishene Afar, Mihamochabagevurot, Umido Meloch, Melech me mit umechaye, umats miach yeshua, v'neemanata lehachayot hakol, baruch ata adonai, mechaye hakol, ata kadosh v'shimecha kadosh, ukadoshim b'chol yom yehalleluha selah, Baruch Adonai Ha'el HaKadosh You may be seated except for cantor Mark Elson who for the three years that I was at Shirami in Newtown was not just my cantor but a dear friend and as I told him in the congregation many times really was my rabbi and I am honored to have him with us tonight. We'll read together. May these hours of rest and renewal open our hearts to joy and our minds to truth. May all who struggle find rest on this day. May all who suffer find solace. May all who hurt find healing on this day. May all who despair find purpose. May all who hunger find fulfillment on this day, and may this day fulfill its promise. We join together now in a prayer of peace. Shalom Rav. Shalom Rav Yisrael Amcha Tassim Le'olam Shalom Rav Yisrael Amcha Tassim Le'olam Ki Atahu Melech Shalom, Rav, Yisrael, Amcha, Tassim, Le'olam. Shalom, Rav, Yisrael, Amcha, Tassim, Le'olam. 
take this time in our service to think of those in our midst, those of our loved ones, those in our community, and those in the wider world who are in need of healing. We pray for strength for them, even as we pray for strength and patience for those who love them and wisdom for all those who care for them. As we pray for a refuah lema, a full healing of body and of spirit for each of them.
take a moment now for each of our own silent prayer. As I was uh, approaching my, thir my 13th uh, birthday, preparing for my bar mitzvah and struggling with that preparation, uh, I used to have these nightmares about being surrounded by six rabbis and that intensity. <laughs> and I got to tell you, <laughs> this is rough. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> I wasn't prepared for this. <clears throat> for me personally, as the co-chair of the search committee and now your president, it has been so fulfilling to sit back and reflect on the results of our discussions as a search committee and our ultimate recommendation to the Board of Trustees. After all the evaluation at the time, we truly believe that Rabbi Joel Simon should be our next senior rabbi. He was young and had a vision. He knew us from the past, but vowed not to let our past history dictate his energetic forward-thinking ideas. But he also had and has a complete understanding of our past history and the role it plays as we intertwine our long-standing members with those new to our congregation. Our old successes with our new and fresh ideas, our successful programs with new innovative programs. He understands that there was a time when communications to our community in the past were by telegrams and landlines, but is here to help us, especially me, Rabbi, <clears throat> with current mode of communication, emails, cell phones, social media, podcasts. Rabbi, please be patient with me. I'm trying to keep up with you. I only have 2G technology. <laughs> I thought you might be interested in hearing a little bit of what Rabbi Joel Simon, an applicant two years ago for senior rabbi of Congregation Shari Zedek, shared with the search committee as part of his application. Although I'm not going to read the entire presentation, we found these remarks to be powerful enough it provided us with the insights and guidance we needed to make our recommendations to the trustees at the time. And remember, these remarks are from almost two years ago in 2017. Dear members of the Shari Zedek Rabbinic Search Committee, this June marks the 10-year anniversary of my ordination from the Hebrew Union College. As I think about my introduction to Shari Zedek almost 10 years ago, I remember a staff, leadership, and congregation that made me feel so welcome as they embraced me as their new assistant rabbi. I was nervous, to say the least, but Shari Zedek, led by the example of Rabbi Bernholtz, put his trust in me and allowed me to be a full rabbi from the first day. That same staff, leadership, and congregation would help me grow as a rabbi for eight years, allowing me to experience all aspects of rabbinic life, welcoming me into their lives and forming relationships that I truly cherish. In a thriving synagogue with a dynamic, beloved senior rabbi, I had the ability to try new things within that foundation, not guaranteeing success, but guaranteeing support regardless. I had the greatest model I could imagine for what makes a synagogue vibrant and successful and what makes a rabbi cherished and beloved. And while I am extremely proud of the contribution that I made to Shari Zedek in my eight years as an assistant associate rabbi, it pales, to the, it pales to the role that Shari Zedek and Rabbi Bernholtz played in my formation as a rabbi. As I think about the gifts that Shari Zedek gave to me, I think about how much we all owe to Rabbi Bernholtz for the community and vision that he created. When I left Shari Zedek, I joked about the what Richard would do bracelet that I made to keep on my desk in my new position. And while I didn't always do what Richard would have done, I was so grateful to not only have his 
virtual voice in the back of my head, but to have the real thing on the phone whenever I needed. While the thought of following Rabbi Bernholtz is extremely humbling, the thought of having him as a rabbi emeritus makes the task seem so much less daunting. I would hope to keep Rabbi Bernholtz as involved and as active as he wants to be, and Donna would allow him to be, <laughs> hopefully helping him to transition to, into his new role just as he would, helping me, would help me transition into mine. This would not only be beneficial to me and to Rabbi Bernholtz, but I believe that a prominent, respectful emeritus role is essential to the su successful transition for the congregation. Shari Zedek has such a strong foundation, committed membership, and so much diverse talent, passion, and, re and resources, and the potential of what Shari Zedek could continue to become is endless. I would be honored to be part of that process and that future, and I look forward to continuing the conversation with all of you with much love, humility, and excitement for what the future could hold. Rabbi Joel Simon. Now, I have to be honest, after all these years with Rabbi Bernholtz as our senior rabbi, trying to envision Rabbi Simon in the role as senior rabbi and making that recommendation to the board 19 months ago was a challenge until he actually started. As you all know, Rabbi Simon started eight months ago, finally working with him on a daily basis for eight months now, along with staff, clergy, and you, our congregants, has been so satisfying to know that we did our job well. Thank you to all of you for supporting me, the search committee, and the board of trustees. Replacing Rabbi Bernholtz was not the goal. Finding the right successor was. Congratulations, Rabbi Simon, and congratulations to the congregants of Congregation Shari Zedek. I'd never heard that letter, <laughs> but I can assure you that Rabbi Simon has been good to his word. I'm busier now <laughs> doing what he wants me to do than I was when God had things for me to do. Rabbi, it's been a great pleasure. What a joy to still be involved in so many ways and to be able to keep up relationships. It's a gift that keeps on giving each and every day. I'm so lucky to have you as my senior rabbi. And <laughs> and to know that you're always there. You have no idea what a gift it is and you are to me. This is a sacred moment, because unlike Jacob, who awoke from his covenantal dream and said, God was in this place and I did not know, we know that God is in this place in this moment. We know it in a myriad of beautiful ways. God's presence is felt in the congregation's anticipation of officially welcoming a new senior rabbi into its midst. At Shari Tzedek, such a moment occurs so rarely that its meaning and significance are multiplied immensely. 
And when that senior rabbi happens to be Rabbi Joel Simon, a man who is already loved and respected by the congregation, the pageantry surrounding his elevation tonight for all of us becomes so much sweeter. God is also present in the joy that fills the hearts of Rabbi Simon's family. What a blessing, Joel, that your dad, Ron, could be here with us and could live to see this day, and that he could be joined in the simcha by your brother, Josh. Now that you are a parent, you know what it feels like to experience the joy of seeing your own children grow and succeed. This night, I know for him, is a dream come true, a true dream that is only that is only tainted by the sadness and regret that your mother, Vicky, Vicky of blessed memory, could not be here as well. Though I suspect that in some way, as you always tell our bar mitzvah students, when they are at a beautiful moment and a loved one has passed, she already knew that a night like this would eventually come for you. You always gave her the gift of making her proud. And she told me more than once. Okay, if she told me once, she told me a thousand times <laughs> how proud she was of you. Her spirit fills this sanctuary and the hearts of all of us who knew and loved her. And Jason, I know that this moment for you probably feels like sitting in the vortex of a tornado. <laughs> Within the last five years, you've experienced a marriage, a new congregation, an installation, the arrival of two children, three major moves, three more unwelcome moves, <laughs> seven houses, an oral surgery, a new old congregation, another installation, and no time to sing about a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> All revolving around an overachieving husband named Joel. As you know, Jason, Judaism does not have saints, but if it did, you would be the first in line for beatification. <laughs> Being the wife of a rabbi can be challenging at times, but you have supported your Joel and your congregations with grace, good humor, and warming, accepting smile. We are always so happy to see you, and you make us all feel so good. Thank you for allowing us into your life so quickly and for embracing us with your sincere love. Thank you both also for being such good parents and role models. Eva and Judd will grow up loving Judaism and the congregation and your own rabbinic family because you and Joel surround their lives with unqualified love for the two of them and for each other. Eva and Judd have already brought great fun to this congregation's life and we cannot wait to watch them grow and all the fun increase. Best of all, we can tell how happy you are for Joel and how proud you and your family are of him. How special it will be for you to stand with him in just a few moments on this bima, 
where you stood for your wedding to see him installed as Sharad Zedek's ninth senior rabbi. I feel the sacredness of this moment in my heart too. Joel, you already know how Donna and I feel about you. For these past 11 years, you have been my friend, colleague, teacher, mentor, calmer, partner in crime, listening ear, cheerleader, counselor, and most of all, my rabbi. I want you to know that we were once described by Rabbi Rosenberg at Congregation Beth Am like an old, bickering married couple. <laughs> you never know how you appear until you see it through the eyes of somebody else. You've been there in my good moments and in my trying ones. I always trusted you, and I knew I could get sound, insightful advice when I bounced ideas off of you. I knew I could confide in you and that you would be my rabbinic partner in every way. I always have felt free to disagree with you because I knew you would be thoughtful and fair in response. And I always knew that you would put the welfare of the congregation that I love first. I admire the rabbi you are, the rabbi you've become, and the down-to-earth person of integrity you never swerve from being. I am honored beyond words that you have asked me to the congregate to and to this moment in the congregation's life and in yours. This moment is also sacred because being free of anxiety, we are able to enjoy it with pure pleasure. <clears throat> in one of my favorite movies called Forrest Gump, Forrest repeats one of his mother's favorite sayings. It is, life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. That concept with its attendant apprehensions certainly describes the feelings of a congregation when it gets ready to install a new rabbi. Yet it all doesn't always have to be that way. And a Hasidic rabbi named Bunim explained why. He used to tell a story to his followers the first time they visited him. There was once an impoverished man by the name of Reb Isaac Benyakil of Krakow. He lived in poverty for many years, not knowing where his next crust of bread would come from. Still, Reb Isaac had implicit faith that God would not let him starve and that one day his suffering would end. One night, he dreamed that there was a highly valuable treasure buried under a specific bridge in Prague. At first, he paid the dream no attention, assuming it was mere wishful thinking. After all, who doesn't dream of riches? But when the dream repeated itself night after night after night, he began to reconsider. Perhaps there was something to it. Could it possibly be true? So he set off for Prague, a long and tiring journey 
only to discover that the bridge was right near the royal palace and thus heavily guarded at all hours. Soldiers marched up and down, alert, ready, looking for any sign of danger or unusual activity. Digging under the bridge was clearly out of the question. He was disappointed. But Reb Isaac was not going to give up that easily. He returned to the bridge day after day until the guards began to recognize him. And soon they became curious. Why do you come to the bridge every day, one of them asked him. Were you waiting for someone? Rabbi Isaac knew they wouldn't believe some half-hearted excuse, so he told them about the dream. The guard listened, threw back his head, and laughed heartily. You came all this way because of a silly dream? You fool! I had a dream that a certain Jew named Reb Isaac ben Yakil has buried treasure in his own backyard but you didn't see me going on a wild goose chase. Of course not. And he laughed uproariously. Meanwhile, Rab Isaac hurried off to buy a ticket for the first train back to Krakow. Now he knew where to look. <laughs> sure enough, when he arrived, he immediately went to his own backyard and began digging at the hard dirt. And to his great joy and astonishment, after some effort, he uncovered a chest of gold. He used the money to buy a magnificent synagogue which bore his name, and with the rest of the new money, he built himself a home. And I might add, free of spores. <laughs> when Reb Boonham, side story. <coughs> When Reb Boonham told this tale to followers who had traveled from far and wide to visit him, what was his message? The followers understood. You don't always find what you're looking for traveling to a distant Hasidic court. True spiritual treasure can be acquired right here at home. We at Shari Tzedek can celebrate tonight without any apprehension, because we know how almost every chocolate in the box called Rabbi Simon is labeled. That's because our congregational leaders, starting with Richard Egnitz and many more were involved, were wise enough to follow the dictum in Deuteronomy, which says the law of God is not too far away from us, but in our hearts and mouths, if we will only take them. For they, our leaders, chose to look for our new rabbi, our treasure in our own backyard. And that treasure will help us to continue, like the story says, to build a magnificent synagogue in God's and rabbi's name. I came to know Rabbi Simon's sympathetic heart the day I was scheduled to interview him in Tampa. Many of you do not know the story. Donna's and my grown son, Stephen, was suddenly hospitalized in Orlando. And I had to miss the interview with the man who might become my new assistant rabbi. I will never forget Rabbi Simon's words to me. He said, don't worry about me. 
Go and take care of your son. I'll be here when you come back. And if not, I will make all the time we need to get to know each other. And once again, he was true to his word. I learned that Rabbi Simon was above all a peacemaker, which is so critical to a congregation's well-being. The first time someone responsible to him slipped up, I heard him say, I've done that myself a thousand times. Let's see how we can make this work. I learned a lot from him that day. Instead of finding fault, Rabbi Simon finds solutions. Instead of becoming involved in drama, Rabbi Simon calmly listens for the pain and then skillfully soothes it. By meeting agitation with praise, fear with quiet confidence, and fire with an extinguisher instead of an accelerant, Rabbi Simon builds a happy congregation, one person at a time. You cannot measure the priceless gift this is to a congregation. He's one of the few people who I can say no to, and you can say no to, and he tells you these are the boundaries, and you go away still feeling okay. Our leaders turned to Rabbi Simon, they knew, because they also understood the power of his sermons. I don't have to tell you, we Reformed Jews live in an age of turmoil. Some congregations have difficult, some congregants have difficulty believing in God in prayer. And so one high holiday, Rabbi acknowledged the struggle, accepted the validity of the doubt, and then suggested alternative ways of discovering the latent spirituality that is within each of us. In another sermon at election time, when congregants were at odds with each other over the candidates, imagine that, <laughs> Rabbi deftly redirected the focus from the candidates to what was the real danger, which was the fear that both sides were feeling. Deal with your fear first, he said, and then worry about the candidates. You might find that you're not that far apart. In so speaking, Rabbi gained universal agreement over the truth inherent in that concept, which then allowed everyone to go home feeling more at peace. Few at the time realized how brilliantly Rabbi had sidestepped controversy in finding, in the favor of finding commonality. But it was just another example of the Rabbi Simon magic being buried in our own backyard. Rabbi is an exciting and challenging teacher for people of all ages, a pastor who listens for the meaning behind the words a scholar who never stops learning, an ever-present presence for those in need, a fun-loving and funny guy who one day decided on a whim to drop everything we were doing at Temple and go to a Rays game during the middle of the week and then have the nerve to tell congregants we saw there that we were on a field trip. <laughs> 
I just stood there and trembled in, dis in disbelief and said to myself, that's why we have Yom Kippur. <laughs> Rabbi is a philosopher, a dreamer, a great fundraiser and team builder, a reformed traditionalist or re traditional reformist, depending on the day, but always a sincere and practicing Jew. And he can be the community rabbi while still being the guy next door. He is everything a congregation could want in a rabbi and a friend. He is, in Forrest Gump's words, the whole box of chocolates. So you never have to wonder what you will get, because whatever it is, it will be sure to please. For more important to him than anything else is the desire to love you as God made you. And so I close now with a true story about Rabbi Simon that I have kept close to my heart and cherished for all these 11 years. He may not remember having said this to Donna and to me, but I will always remember it as I have this long because it meant so much to me and means even more now in retrospect. Rabbi had just completed his first Rosh Hashanah service at Congregation Shari Tzedek and given a well-received sermon that morning. Donna and I invited him to join us for dinner that evening after a hard day of praying. Joel was in the back seat of the car. As we drove down West Shore and approached the light at Kennedy, Joel, from the back seat, said so that I could easily hear. I can't thank you enough for bringing me here. This is a place where I think I can be successful. No brand new assistant had ever said anything like that before to me, and it made me feel appreciated beyond words. I thanked him for saying that and then tucked it away in case a time came one day when I could repeat it to him. Well, that time is now, and I just did. <laughs> Joel, Rabbi Simon, thank you for coming here and making us a better congregation and me a better rabbi and person. Thank you even more for realizing so early on that Shari Tzedek, with its rabbi-loving congregants, just might be the fertile ground on which you could let your ideas, ambition, caring, and dedication grow to fruition. God has given you many extraordinary talents spiritual, musical, leadership-wise, pastoral, but because you chose to make Shari Tzedek your own backyard, that has made all the difference for us, for you, for your family,
and for the Shari Tzedek congregation of generations to come. The success you predicted for yourself here 11 years ago has become a reality, and you have become our treasure because of it. I could not be more pleased than to welcome you as Congregation Shari Tzedek's next senior rabbi. You've earned that right and deserve all the honor that comes with your elevation. May God be with you in all your endeavors, and may we continue to be blessed by your holy light. Amen. Amen. And now it is with my pleasure that I call all the past presidents of the congregation from those who served the longest time away in the far back, all the way down the aisle to those who served most recently. In a moment, as they first set up to find their places, I will ask the congregation to remain seated while I open the ark and take out the Torah. It is our tradition to pass the Torah from generation to generation, from rabbi to lay leader, to the congregation as a whole. And so, in a moment, I will begin to pass on that Torah. I will carry it to the far back and give it to the, I think it's going to be Gene Yadley, who has served the longest to go. And he, in turn, will pass it to the next. And after it is taken by the last past president, Rabbi Simon will take it, and in so doing, take on the mantle of leadership, the tali of the senior rabbi. Please remain seated. journey that we carry in our hearts. 
days of the Talmud, our tradition set forth this guidance for the generations to come. Aseh Lacha Rav, provide for yourself a rabbi, a teacher. We gather this evening to mark the installation of Rabbi Joel Simon as our spiritual leader, our teacher, our partner in building a holy community. Rabbi, in the building of our holy community. We pray that we will be partners with our rabbi in the study of Torah so that we may experience God's presence in our midst. We pray that we will be partners with our rabbi in the Jewish education of our children, working together to create for our children a future of which we can all be proud. We pray that we will be partners with our rabbi in the work of tikkun olam, doing all we can to make the world a better place. We care deeply about Israel, and we know that our destinies are intertwined. We pray that we will be partners with our rabbi as together we seek to build a secure and peaceful future for the state of Israel and Jews worldwide. Rabbi, we look to you to work in partnership with our lay leaders who are entrusted to maintain the strength and vitality of this congregation.
also connect with our rabbi. May we study with him, learn from him, and be guided by him. We will share our deepest sorrows and our greatest joys. May he provide an anchor for us as we face life's triumphs and tragedies. May our connection be characterized by mutual respect, kindness, and generosity. I am humbled and honored by the trust you place in me and the enormity of the tasks which I am to fulfill. I accept this role as your rabbi and teacher. I dedicate myself to living a full and meaningful Jewish life with you, sharing in each other's joys and sorrows, celebrating Shabbat and holidays together as a community, by fulfilling our obligations to each other and to God with love and joy. We will bring additional holiness into the world and into our lives. I look forward to being part of this sacred community, to being your partner for years to come. We look forward to your Growing up with a dad who worked at Radio Shack definitely had its perks. Not only did I become quite proficient at driving remote control cars, but my family always got all the newest technology as soon as something newer came out. We may have always been one model behind, but this meant that we had a computer before most of my friends, and I'll always remember the time my dad allowed me to call into a radio yodeling contest from our new, probably used car phone, a giant box with a large antenna that was suction cupped to our car's roof. The call must have cost several dollars a minute, but I was so proud when I won, and it didn't matter that I may have been the only entrant or that the prize was tickets to a yodeling contest <laughs> that it turned out we weren't even able to attend. You have learned a lot of Rabbi Simon trivia tonight. <laughs> I found myself thinking about Radio Shack as I thought about this evening, partially because I remember what installing a program onto our Tandy computers used to entail. In today's world, a new program or app is immediately installed onto your computer or phone as soon as you click OK, and updates are automatically installed as soon as a new version is available. But I remember the days when installing a new computer program or even a new version of a program you already had 
meant sitting at your computer with upwards of a dozen floppy disks. I'll show you guys what those are another time. <laughs> Waiting for the screen to tell you to enter the next one until the process was complete. This kind of installation was far from automatic and instant, but rather it was a process that took time and constant monitoring. As we celebrate this evening, I can assure you that this process has been far from automatic. So many people have helped to make me who I am, and so many people have worked so hard to make Shari Tzedek what it is. And we owe a debt, of, a debt of gratitude to all of them this evening. I grew up with a family that loved the synagogue. And when my dad wasn't working at Radio Shack, he was teaching or volunteering at our temple. And taking a retirement lesson from Rabbi Bernholtz, he now spends more of his time volunteering in his two synagogues and as a Jewish chaplain at local hospitals than many full-time employees. My brother is a full-time youth director at a synagogue in Plantation, and my mom worked seven days a week teaching preschool and religious school for as long as she was physically able and a little after as well. I could not have asked for better teachers in my life. My friends, whom you've heard this evening, represent so many friends, colleagues, and mentors who've guided me in so many ways. But these three, as you heard, are extremely special to me. And as I've thought about this evening and who I might want to share it with us, it always came back to the three of them. I am so grateful that they are here, and I sincerely hope that many of you will continue our Shabbat experience with them tomorrow morning. As you've heard, Shabbat for the body, mind, and soul, and stomach, there are bagels. And having Cantor Elson and Barbara here this weekend from Shiramee in Bucks County, along with a few other Shiramee friends, means so much. The three years my family spent at Shiramee were so special to us. They trusted me enough to try many of the new ideas with which we're now experimenting at Shari Tzedek. And Cantor Elson, who was preparing for his retirement and could have resisted this young kid and all his craziness, stood by me every step of the way as a partner, a teacher, and a friend. The Shirami community was with Jason and me as we started our family. They even gave me a Rosh Hashanah off, and we could not be more grateful for what we will always remember as a sacred part of our lives. And before I get to Rabbi Bernholtz and our amazing team and to all of you, Shari Tzedek, the community who has nurtured me, sitting at that computer, patiently inserting disks as I've updated and grown up with you all. I want to go back to Radio Shack for a few minutes. Because I especially found myself thinking of those Radio Shack days five weeks ago when I attended the Synapse Summit at Amelie Arena. The conference is organized by two of our congregants, Mark Blumenthal, who's here tonight, and Brian Cornfield, who was one of four members of our congregation, listed in the most recent Tampa Bay Business Journal's 40 Under 40. There were over 5,000 participants. Some were entrepreneurs, some inventors, some investors, some trying to get a small business off the ground, and many extremely successful businessmen and women who wanted to get a better understanding of current trends in the technology and business worlds. 
I ran into many congregants, Mark will have to talk about a minion next year. And the first reaction of just about all of them was, it's cool you're here, but why are you here? Now, I have to admit, part of the reason I was excited to attend is that I have a slight obsession with Shark Tank, and I have a few different product ideas if anyone wants to partner with me. But our proceeds will go straight to Torah Circle. I've always loved technology, and I definitely felt like that kid standing in Radio Shack seeing all the new gadgets as I tried on what's called a magic leap headset, experiencing augmented reality with virtual creatures who were interacting with the physical space in which I stood. I heard the founder of the company talk about using the headset for meetings in which you could virtually share a physical space with those thousands of miles away. As we're working here on improving our live stream experience, I wondered, could this be the future? Those who can't be in the sanctuary could one day, rather than watching on a phone or a computer screen, wear a headset that makes them feel as though they're in the sanctuary. And if we want to be really crazy, those in the sanctuary wearing the same headset would see them sitting next to them and would be able to interact with them in this space as well. Don't worry, Richard, that is not in the budget for next year. It sounds crazy, but for many of you at one point in your life, being told that you would make a phone call from your car sounded crazy. And as my dad placed that giant antenna on our car's roof 30 years ago, or as my friends and I played Oregon Trail on our Tandy Color computer, who would have ever believed the power and technology that we all carry in our pockets every day? Who can imagine where we'll be 30 years from now? But as much as most technological innovations may have seemed crazy and out of nowhere, they weren't. They were built on the foundation of what came before them, and they evolved from their origins to address needs and opportunities that were unique to their time. The main reason that I was so excited to join with 5,000 entrepreneurs and forward thinkers is that I believe that Judaism has always embraced both evolutionary and revolutionary innovation. Becoming a people and remaining a people for over 3,000 years required entrepreneurial and forward thinking. It required change in order to remain relevant in a modern world. After all, if the Torah would not have commanded centralized sacrifice, convincing those who were used to sacrificing outside their own homes that they had to take their sacrifices to the one temple in Jerusalem for the priests to perform their offering. That Torah never would have been passed down to the next generations. If that priest-led sacrificial worship at the temple hadn't evolved into a synagogue prayer and observance-based culture with innovative rabbis at the helm, we would have been left with nothing after the destruction of the temple 2,000 years ago, and we would not be sitting here tonight. And if those same rabbis hadn't embraced that spirit of legal innovation, we wouldn't have Shabbat candles, four cups of wine at Passover, or Hanukkah. 
And if Reformed Jews hadn't continued that spirit of innovation in Jewish life, we wouldn't have had instruments reintroduced into worship. Cantor Canizaro, Allison, Tanya, and Jesslyn would not be on the bima with us. And my guess is that the majority of the Jewish world, including most of us, would have been lost to Jewish life entirely. But none of these changes occurred in a vacuum. Each followed the principle of finding basis in the traditions that came before them, utilizing biblical and Talmudic text, minority opinions, previous innovations in order to adapt to new situations, ensuring every step of the way that the values that guided those texts remained ingrained in the innovations that evolved from them. Where Judaism succeeded in evolving, Radio Shack did not. <laughs> they missed in their attempts to modernize while at the same time gave up on the foundation of what had made them successful in the first place. This is where we come back to Shari Tzedek. Under the leadership of Rabbi Zalanka and then Rabbi Sundheim and then, of course, Rabbi Bernholtz, Shari Tzedek always stayed ahead of the curve staying honest to our roots and the values upon which we were founded, while evolving appropriately in ways that kept us relevant and meaningful to our community. When conversations started about my potential return to Tampa, one of the questions I asked Rabbi Bernholtz was where he would hope to see the congregation in five years, and this is something Rabbi said to me that I will never forget. He told me he didn't have any expectations but he was confident that this synagogue could continue to change and grow. And he told me that he would be disappointed if things didn't change. That's who Rabbi Bernholtz is, always gracious and always humble. As the assistant and then associate rabbi of Shari Tzedek, I hit the jackpot with Rabbi Bernholtz as my senior rabbi. Not only did I learn from his example of how a rabbi leads and cares for a congregation, nurturing relationships, showing flexibility while maintaining integrity, but from day one he allowed me to be this community's rabbi, involving me in things that from the beginning it would have been easy to say that a 26-year-old ripe out of school wasn't ready for. He made me a part of the conversation as he envisioned the direction of the congregation, and he gave me the freedom to try new things, letting me take credit when they worked and sheltering me when they didn't. Under his guidance, I learned so much about how this congregation came to be, learned things that worked and things that haven't. And because he trusted me, you, the congregation, grew to trust me as well. And that's what allows me to stand here this evening in a new role. And if I hit the jackpot in a senior rabbi, I really hit the jackpot in a rabbi emeritus. To say that having Rabbi Bernholtz and Donna often sitting in the congregation is humbling is beyond an understatement. But it also is my joy. Every time I've called Rabbi these past eight months, he's been there ready to offer a helping hand or to give advice and always supportive no matter which direction I've gone. Not only that, but he's continued to be a partner and an innovator as we continue to strengthen and grow in our programming for our members 55 and over. I also owe a deep gratitude to Rabbi for putting together an amazing team. 
to be able to nurture innovation from within an organization without disturbing that all-important foundation requires incredible people. And that's what we have at Shared Sedek. Cantor Canizaro is not only a partner as we dream up new musical ideas, but her amazing energy and talent add to every element of our congregation. Rabbi Farb has inspired me with his thoughtful sermons and the level on which he can connect so deeply to so many of our congregants. Mark Levine is a true gift to this congregation, and he's not here because he's working somewhere. But as I've always told him, I consider him to be a part of this clergy team in so many ways. And now we're going to get to a lot of people who aren't here because they're working on getting ready for our next step. Sherry Stein is such an important part of our community. So important that we're not letting her retire completely just yet. <laughs> so you'll hear more about her soon. Make sure you put May 10th in your calendars when we'll be honoring Sherry's 25 years on staff and hopefully the band will be playing that night as well. Jody Cohen has taken the reins of our Amy Gail Buckman Preschool without a hiccup, bringing her own innovative process in a way that has honored what has made our school so successful. Donna Wood, who calls herself the religious school lady, truly embodies the kind of love for Jewish life that we're trying to teach to our students in the Flom Religious School. And Lindsay Dewey has gone far beyond her role as youth director, providing opportunities for congregants of all ages to connect to this community and to their Jewish lives. And the staff that you don't always see in front of the crowd, Deborah, Sarah, Teddy, Barbara, Liz, and Lisa, Ming, and Marty, our amazing maintenance staff, Mike, Freddie, Kim, and Omar, the security guards and TPD officers who greet us with a smile while keeping us safe, and the teachers and staff in our schools who make each of our kids feel loved and connected. These truly special and unique people, all of whom dedicate their lives to this congregation, these are the ones we truly celebrate tonight as they make the work of this holy community truly possible. And as our Torah was passed from Rabbi Bernholtz through the loving arms of our past presidents to Richard, our current president, they represent those members of our congregation who have given so much of themselves as financial supporters and volunteers, board members, committee members, choir and band members, all of our members, all of you, who are committed to keeping the gates of Shari Tzedek open wide for generations to come. This Torah is yours because you wrote it. This sanctuary is yours because you built it. And we are all here for you because our Judaism is only valuable so long as all of us are living it. In this week's Torah portion, we are introduced to Betzalel and Aholiav, two artists who are endowed with a divine spirit of skill, ability, and knowledge in every type of craft and are commanded to build the Mishkan, the portable sanctuary that would travel with the Israelites in the wilderness. This Shabbat, as we celebrate a new chapter in the life of this congregation, we thank God for the spirit of skill, ability, and knowledge that has guided the artists who built this holy place, Shari Tzedek. And we pray that they and all those who continue to build this place 
will continue to be guided by that spirit. For while the music may be different, the chairs may be different, the rabbi may be different, the reason we are here is the same as our founders 124 years ago and the same as our ancestors throughout the generations that we all may be guided by our Jewish values to strive to live as God would want us to live. Jason and I moved our family back to Tampa because this family is our family and this home is our home. We both are committed to building with you, working side by side with all of you as we create a home for our joint family together. The Jewish people were commanded to build a sanctuary so that God may dwell among us. Sometimes our sanctuary will have a choir and sometimes a band, sometimes a guitar and sometimes a piano. Sometimes our sanctuary may be live streaming in our homes or in a podcast on our Monday morning commute. Sometimes our sanctuary will be found on Facebook or Instagram, and at some point our sanctuary will be something that we couldn't even imagine today. Sometimes our sanctuary will be a playground, an art museum, a community center, or a home. Sometimes our sanctuary will be creating a sanctuary for those in need, and sometimes our sanctuary will be seeking relationships with those whose sanctuaries look quite different from ours. Sometimes our sanctuary will be filled with laughter, music, and joy. And sometimes our sanctuary will be flooded with our tears and given strength by our love. But whatever our sanctuary may be, May it always be one in which all of us dwell together. May we build a sanctuary that honors and builds upon our history, that is relevant and honest to today, and most importantly, a sanctuary that inspires us to live in a holy way, a way in which God would want us to live, ensuring that God will dwell in this sanctuary in all of our sanctuaries, and in the sanctuary that lies in each of our hearts for generations to come. Amen. And now we're going to invite Rabbi Simon to stand here. Jason, if you will come up and join him as we officially install him as the senior rabbi in Congregation Shari Tzedek. I call upon Rabbi Farb and Tanner Zaro as we bestow God's blessing upon him. May God bless you and keep you. May God's light shine upon you and be gracious unto you. 
Rabbi and Joseph, it is our hope and our prayer that this moment will stay with you for years and a lifetime to come. We pray that the joy you feel and the wonderful sense of awe which you have brought to all of us is one that will be with us throughout time in all of our lives. May God watch over both of you. May God take care of you and your families. May God know the joy in your hearts and also the dreams and help you to realize those. And most of all, we pray, Rabbi Simon, that all of your talent, that all of your wisdom and insight and your ability to hold to the tradition while innovating at the same time will help this congregation grow from generation to generation. Because no matter what comes along or what happens, there is no doubt that because you have touched it, we will be a better Jewish people because of it. And you will create peace in our congregation, in our lives, and in our hearts. May that always be God's will. As all of us together say, Amen. Sweet Cherry's Attic Raisins. Jason, I got yours right here. You have to have them. Good evening once again. On behalf of the Board of Trustees, I'd like to welcome everybody, all the members, newcomers, and guests to our congregation. We look forward to visiting with you during the Odenaik Shabbat. Our clergy and staff are eager to also greet visitors who are looking forward to learn more about our congregation. Immediately following services, clergy and staff will move into the Oneg Shabbat and stand at a membership table, and we'd love for any visitors to stop by. We also encourage congregants to introduce yourselves and guests, two guests you see at the table. I want to thank Robert Applebaum and Andrew Warren for ushering this evening. And of course, we want to thank the Kalainu Choir and our Shabbat uh, Ashav Band for sharing an outstanding music, their musical talents and making this a very special Shabbat. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Thank you. Shabbat Shalom. Our service continues with the Aleinu. I ask the congregation to please rise. <coughs> Aleinu le Shabbat la Adon Hakol la Tekedu la Liotzebre Shit Shelo Asanu Kegoye Haaratzot Velo Samanu Kemishbechot Adama Shelo Sam Chelkenu Kahem Vegor Aleinu 
stars up above so far away we only see their light long long after the star itself is gone and so it is with people that we loved their memories keep shining ever brightly though their time with us is done but the stars that light up the darkest night these are the lights that guide us as we live our days these are the ways we remember at this time, we remember those of our loved ones who have recently been laid to rest, including Doris Bloomston, Naomi Zerbinski, Stuart Felsen, and Lauren Mandel. We also remember those whose yard sites occur at this time, <clears throat> including Carl Altschuler, Sidney Apple, Morton Aaronwald, Barbara Bayless, Isidore Barkin, Selma Bauer, Noah B. Benson, Anne Bernstein, Evelyn Blackburn, Harry Borenstein, Janelle Brido, Renee Sue Newman Buxbaum, Sam Cherry, Stanley H. Cohen, Philip Dressler, Anna Davidson Edelson, Harry Endlich, Judy English, Isidore Erdman, Rose S. Feinberg, Abraham Finkelstein, Hyman Jack Finkelstein, Jean Finkelstein, Judith Finkel, Barrett Frank, Abraham, Abraham Albert Friedman, Renee Friedman, Linda Fuller, Joel Glasser, Ruth Haas, Lena C. Hayden, Gertrude Hochstetter, Myrna Hoffman, Myrna Hoffman, Doris Hyman, Frieda Jacobowitz, Mert Copeland, Scott Charles Kronberg, Kornberg, Trudy Levy, Bobby Lurie, Ernest Moss, Barry Medjbo, Ann Meltzer, Arthur Mitchell, Russell Miller, Jacqueline Ann Naron, Richard C. Nast, Alice Norton, Sam Oaken, Hugh Oxenandler, Adela M. Peckett, M. Martin Policow, Claire Parker Rockins, Esther Rolfer, Joseph Rosaler, S. Herman Rosenberg, Susan Salser, Beatrice Savoy, Celia Schwartzbach, Robin Sears, Julia Sergey, Jacob, Jacob Shalinsky, Alvin Shapiro, Milton, Mike M. Simmons, Seton Soyak, Anna Stolinsky, Betty Taub, Abraham Tufo, Benjamin Waltuck, Ruth Wexler, Ida Whitman, Wayne Lee Weimkin, Betty Wolf and Anna 
Weissman, Zamor. To their, to their names we add those who, though unnamed at this time, are always in our memories and close to our hearts as we rise for the Mourner's Kaddish. Yit gadal v'yit kadash rabah ba'alma divara chirute v'yamlich malchute v'chayechon uv'yomechon uv'chaye dechol beit Yisrael ba'agala uv'izman kariv v'imru amen. Yehesh me rava mevarach le'alam ulame almaya yit barach v'yish tabach v'yit pa'ar v'yit romam v'yit Vit Hadar, Vit Aleb, Vit Halal, Shemay de Kudisha, Berichu. Laela mean Kol Berchata, Beshirata. Tush Bechata, Venechamata. Da Amiran, Be Alma, Be Imru. Amen. O se Shalom, Bimromav. Lenu Vial Kol Yisrael, Be Imru. Amen. O se Shalom, Bimromav. Hu yaase shalom, aleinu v'al kol Yisrael v'imru, amen. May peace come to all those under God's creation. May God bring peace to us and to all Israel, to which we say, amen. Our closing song? Our closing song? Is Hine Matov. You've heard it once, now sing along with us this time. It'll make us all really happy. Yan and I and the I Let's light up the world, oh brothers and sisters, together with peace and love. Bring light to the world, oh sisters and brothers, and sing Hine Mato. Yananai, Yananai, Mato. Yananai, Yananai, Manai. Yananai, Yananai, Shabbatachim. And now, as we call up all of our young people who are with us, who will lead us in the motzi, I also want to introduce Pastor John Debevoise from Palmasia. Uh, Presbyterian Church. We are honored to have him along with his colleagues with us tonight. It's a wonderful partnership that was built 
with Rabbi Bernholtz that we are so excited to be continuing. And after our young, I know there are a few of you left, no? All right, Jesslyn and Jacob are going to lead us in the moti. Come on, Zohar. And after, after they lead the motzi, Pastor Debevoise will offer a closing benediction. All right. So come on, join us. You can all put a hand on the challah. And we'll sing together. Baruch Adonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Hamotzi lechem min haaretz. Amen. And as they gently share the challah. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace, both now and forever. Amen. 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 Yananai, yananai, nemato. Yananai, yananai, umanai. Yananai, yananai, shebetachim. Shebetachim gam yachad again. Yananai, yananai, nemato. Yananai, yananai, umanai. Yananai, Yananai, Shabbat Zafim. Yananai, Yananai, Shabbat Zafim. Shabbat Zafim, Gav Yach.